Hey, Chosen Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 7 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you the Seasons of Life series, where we interview different guests and friends of ours in different stages of life. We believe in the power of testimony, and the Word makes it clear that we are better together. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first six seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us. And, and let's, let's get, get this, this party started. Hey, Chosen Girl fam. We're so glad to be here with a dear friend of mine, um, Lizzie Morgan. We met years ago here in Nashville, I guess shortly after I moved here, but she is incredible. Um, She is a powerhouse of a singer. And when I say that she is anointed by the Lord himself, I truly mean that in every sense. Not only has she already gotten started on her solo career, but has had an opportunity to work with various artists. And I know that you've already heard her voice and now you can put a name and a face with it. And we're so glad that she is here on the Chosen Girl podcast. So Lizzie, thank you so much for joining us. First of all, that was so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I'm over here like tear, tear. Oh, thank you for real. It's crazy. Like we've known each other for a while. So it's really, it's an honor to be on here with y'all. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, we're so, we're so excited that in this season of seasons that we get to highlight yours. I mean, you are a young professional and you're following the more of the artist side, which is very different than Sarah and I both. Yeah. We both went to, um, I know that I went to, went to school and did the whole grad school thing and I'm working in my field, but Sarah went to school and then not working in my field. Yeah. Which is totally okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's, you know, boss babes and we're doing the whole thing. And so we're so excited that you can share some of your story and, and just wisdom, um, with what the Lord is revealed to you through this season of where you're at now so my first question is you know what season of life are you in right now gosh I feel like that's such a hard question because I feel like this season of my life has been such a roller coaster like it's been I always do these like long posts when I'm when I have a birthday and I remember when I was like trying to write the caption I was like I have experienced more highs in this season and more lows in this season than probably ever before. Like I've just been like, I've seen so much and you need to pause. We're good. Okay. <laughs> when you forget to move phones, y'all. <laughs> no. I was like, am I good? No, no. we're going to keep it in here. Y'all we're in Liz's office. Oh my God. <laughs> What if y'all just oh, this, this is what we need. This, this is, is like Ethel and Lucy right here. <laughs> this is real life, y'all. This is for real who we are. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Lizzie. Girl, no, I'm, gonna good. I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of Okay, girl. You're so good. No, highs and lows. And it's so funny that you say that because I get I d I don't know like how in your feels you get on your birthday, but oh. my birthday, I cry every year. Me too. I have to like <laughs> I have to honestly like mentally prepare for birthdays because I really do. I freak out. I yes. truly freak out. It's just like, to me, a birthday is a reminder of everything. And this is not good advice, but it just reminds me of everything that I haven't done. Like, yes, I'm, I'm a, any, I don't know if you, 
identify with your Enneagram, but I am a heavy wing four. Okay. And so I get in my feels like, I'm Got just, it. oh my goodness, if I live to be this age, then I only have like so many birthdays left. And I'm oh like, my gosh, what is wrong with me? Yes. So I'm yes. so glad that I'm not alone in that. No, you're not. I feel like I started experiencing like the birthday blues when I was like 18. I just like, like I started realizing I'm like really growing up. So honestly, like turning 25, I turned 25 in July. It was just like awesome because I was looking back on this season of my life and I was like, God's done so much. Um, So many things that like I just prayed about as a young girl and like I've just seen him do it. But with that, um, I've just experienced a lot of the hard things that come with those things. I think sometimes when you're praying for stuff, you don't always know exactly what you're asking for. Um, what is it like with new levels comes new devils? I think that that's the truth. Is, it's true. Yeah. Um, so the more like God has done for me, the harder it has been as well. Like I, I've just really had to navigate some tough things, but also I'm having these moments where I'm like standing in awe of all that he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful place to be. So did you have a birthday recently? Yeah, July 14th. I oh my turned gosh, happy belated birthday. Um, so I feel like just in the time that Liz has known you, mm-hmm. I've just heard about yourself through the grapevine of her and and got to see you perform a couple of yeah. times. But kind of backtracking a little bit, tell us just who you are and what you do, because I feel like we just jumped right into the deep stuff, which we do yeah. sometimes. And <laughs> we we always do that. We go from like, five miles per hour to like a hundred. Oh, me too. A hundred percent. So yeah, just tell us where you are right now and what you're doing. Just so our listeners have some context. Yeah. So my whole family's in music. My grandparents pastor a church in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, that church has been there like from the moment I was born. Oh, Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and then my dad's the associate pastor and he's also a gospel singer. So I grew up in music, grew up in church, like I am your PK for sure. Like, girl, I'm a PK. PK. Well, you're both PKs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Y'all get Three it. PKs on a yeah. podcast. So, grew up in church, like, loved it. Um, but I had a pretty wild upbringing. My dad had a drug addiction growing up. Um, so, I dealt with that. So, I just like always lived in this like super like weird tension. Like, super church kid had all these rules, but also like had this like wild family life going on. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it just like really, I grew up in church and I knew the Lord, but when I started dealing with stuff with my dad and my parents got a divorce when I was like 14, that's what really helped me build relationship with the Lord. So if it wasn't for those things, I feel like I probably would have just been like in this robotic relationship with the Lord, but because of all the hard things that we went through and because of like being a PK, I really, that was when I really learned to love the Lord. So I grew up around music, grew up in this like weird tension kind of thing um, and just fell in love with it. And then I went to college for one semester after high school, hated it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm trying to get the, like the story in a short version, but went to college for one semester, quit, told my mom I wasn't going to do it. I actually went and worked retail at a boutique, um, was super clueless about what was going to happen in that season like it was tough because all my friends had gone to college and I'm sitting at home like I kind of felt like a loser like I just didn't know what I was going to do um and so there was this one day after probably like after a year um and I was like God if you want me to do music 
you need to open up the door or I'm going to like go do real estate. Like I'm going to just like kind of set this aside and go do something else. And literally that same day I got a text about auditioning for Lauren Daigle. So yeah. So I got that text, um, went and auditioned for Lauren and then got the Lauren job. So I sang background for her for two years, which was just a crazy experience. And then I started getting involved with Math City and going to some of their writing camps um, and I've got to tour with them and I'm just now really tapping into my solo stuff. So it's been a whirlwind of things and just the way that God has like taken me on a ride. It's been such a journey, but yeah, it's crazy. I remember so vividly um, one night we were at my local and you were like sharing that you had auditioned for oh Lauren. And I think you, you it might've been like, right. We need gotten the job. Um and we were all just like so excited. And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, this girl is for real going places. I'm like, she's so young and she is getting started so fast. I, I'm i so excited. And I'm still just as excited for you in your career. You have so much to share with the world. And I'm so thankful that like, you're just honoring the gift that God has given you to share it. I remember that. Like you were so encouraging back then. Cause that was like my, my local days were very weird season for me like I did not know what I was going to do like it's just that early 20s you feel the pressure you're trying to figure out what you're going to do and if you're not going like the structured pathway like you know kind of go to college and you get a job like it's stressful because you're like what am I going to do am I going to be a loser (laughs) like so it was it was really hard but I do remember that season like all those people around me were super encouraging it was fun Girl, did you tour tour or whenever you joined uh LD's backup uh, yeah. team? I call her LD like I know her personally. I love it. It's great. I literally <laughs> do not know her, but her Look Up Child album came out at a very mm-hmm. pivotal time of my Child. life. Well, actually, both of us yes. were going through. <laughs> we're going through it. We were going through it, <laughs> and that album, I distinctly every time I listen to it, it builds my faith so much. Yeah. Kind of what you're talking about being in a season of unknowns yes. and feeling uh probably the lowest I've ever felt on myself having Mm -hmm. no clue what God was doing even not feeling God and what he was doing and so it's so encouraging now that some of the things I prayed for either were answered or weren't answered um and I'm thankful for both (laughs) and uh I get to look back and re-listen to those songs and and my faith is built so much Mm -hmm. um so what advice, this is literally like, I, girl, I told you we're going to go on rabbit trails, but yeah. you know, you, you were talking about with our first question, just being in such a season of just hills and valleys, but then also seeing how there was so much uncertainty around the time that you and Liz first met, yeah. what advice would you give to somebody who's feeling that same uncertainty and feeling like a quote unquote loser what kind of yeah. advice would you give them? Because I would say the majority of my friends or friends who are like right, you know, just a few years younger than me, yeah. that's exactly where they are right now. Like oh that's God. where our listeners are. And so any wisdom mm-hmm. that you have to share with how God has been faithful in that, I'm sure they would love to hear. Yeah. I feel like it's funny on the Mav City tour, like we always get the question, like if I want to be in music, what's the best way um, to get involved? And 
I'm like, I'm, I'm spiritual, but I'm also very practical. I'm like, okay, what can I give these people that like actually good practical advice that they can do right now? And I feel like that the advice that I tell them really is for everyone. If I would have known back in my Lauren days that I would be where I am now, I would have enjoyed that season so much more. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes like when you have this goal in your head, you are not enjoying any of the process to the goal because it's like you've got this thing in your mind and it actually like steals the joy out of the season that you're in. Like even now, I would want nothing more than to be able to go back in my 20s and like have no pressure, like just chill a little bit, relax, enjoy it. And so my advice would be like, whatever's in front of you, steward it really, really well. Mm. That's like when, when people want to do music, one of the things I'm like, get plugged into a local church and do that really well. Or like whoever's yeah. around you that seems a little bit further in their career, don't be jealous of them. Soak up every bit of knowledge that you can from them. Like even on like the Mav City tour, like I'm with Brandon, like he's one of the biggest artists of our generation. Like I could be standing a couple of feet behind him and be like, oh, I would love to be in his shoes. But I've really just taken the stance of I'm going to soak up every bit of information that I can from him. I'm going to watch the way that he is behind the scenes. I'm going to watch the way he leads worship. Like wherever God has you, he's trying to teach you something right now. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say like, wherever that is, you need to pay attention and stop. I'm not saying stop dreaming in general, but like you can't get stuck in the dream that you miss what's happening because like what's happening right now is to get you there. And like, I just feel like there were so many moments that I missed because I was so like stuck on this thing, this idea that I had in my head. Oh, that yeah. is great advice. Oh my gosh. And I think we're, I think it becomes more of a habit these days that we kind of live in a world of instant gratification where we're just mm-hmm. like always on to the next thing, constant, constant yes. going that we do forget to enjoy, you know, where you are and where God has you and forget that it's, it's not by accident, but mm-hmm. with such intentionality and purpose. Yeah. So, I love that you that you shared that. Yeah, it's easy to see the the fruit of people's lives when we look around and compare. Like you're talking about, like it's so easy to be like, oh my goodness, I should be there or I could yes. be there. Yes. But you seriously, I think about this all the time too. Even though I have aspirations about where I want to be next, someone is probably looking at me <laughs> thinking I want to be where she is. So like right. the gratification can never end. It can be a, a hamster wheel, but contentment, sure. that's a that's a good place to park the bus in every season even what you said about comparison like I know you said we might rabbit trouble like me I have three best friends and we've just two of them I've been friends with since I was a little girl and we've just talked about like it's hard to see girls not have friendships that really have longevity in them and we're like what is what is the problem that we see Mm. and with the comparison thing we're like we got this question on Instagram like do y'all compare yourselves to each other and we all were like Yes, 100%. We all compare ourselves to each other. But we think the thing that's helped us is that honesty kills jealousy. And so we were like, for instance, I have a friend who got married really young. And I remember being jealous. Like, I would love to be married. I can't believe you're married and I don't get to be married. Well, a couple years down the road, she starts showing me the tough sides of being married. 
Yeah. And it's like, if you allow honesty in, then it's like, I'm not as much comparing myself anymore because you're letting me see the good and the bad of it. Like, and so we've just talked about with comparison, like if you're honest about things, I just, when you said that, I was like, I felt like this was important to talk about. Like, oh, it it totally really helps. Like even with my career, like I'm like you were saying, there's probably some people that see where I'm at and they're like, I would love to be there. But if you see the hard parts about it, then it helps you be like less jealous. It's like more like I can relate to that. Give me something mm-hmm. I can relate to. Yeah. Girl, that's so good. And I love that you've brought, brought up, you know, having a friends and really a community or a tribe of people in your life. And I'm, I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on, you know, through the seasons of your life that have gotten you to this point. Yeah. What role has that community played in your life? Oh my gosh. Uh, that's like the one question if you want me to get really emotional I'll get emotional <laughs> honey one. we crawled here all time <laughs> our listeners we cry we laugh they know they know that we're uh freaks oh yeah yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term I mean my friends are everything to me like I think we it's interesting my family's everything to me and my friends are everything to me because I feel like the more people you have it takes a little bit pressure off one person so I've really invested in my relationships with my friends because it matters to me like if family's falling apart friends are there if friends are falling apart family's there I think it's important to have like both Um, and I just have friends like constantly I'm nowhere where I want to be, but I have experienced a lot of high highs and I don't ever want it to change me. I don't want to get a big head about it because the reality is like that can happen super easy. And so I think that they've been really good to keep me grounded. Um, My siblings keep me grounded, like just back to reality and like what really matters. Um, Even accountability, like my grandparents are my pastors, but just having those phone calls, even when they're like, Hey, we see everything that's going on and it looks awesome, but make sure you're staying true to what matters. Mm -hmm. You need that reality check sometimes because it's not normal to sing in front of thousands of people. It's just not normal. Like what it does to your adrenaline and like here, it's just weird. It's weird to have people in line that want to take pictures. It's not like normal for, I feel like anybody so I feel like they've been such good accountability and support and people who love me for me like they don't care about anything else you know so it's been really good going back to compare that was so good and Mm -hmm. I completely agree and and can testify the same thing that accountability that that sees you from afar and and even if they don't know what's going on inside of you, they know you well enough to know yeah. your heart and like <laughs> know how to present that information to you. That is, that is truly a gift from God. But um, going back to comparison, yeah, I love what you said about mm-hmm. honesty kills jealousy. And maybe, you know, and we could talk about this in social media for what <laughs> seems like hours, yeah. seriously, because you yeah. really are only seeing what, is the best of the best of people totally. on social media so you're not seeing the trenches you're not mm-hmm. seeing the work before the fruit um, right and, and so when you're being honest with your friend group I would love to know your approach in that and how would you encourage our listeners to maybe start the conversation how how can they best be honest and what yeah. are some tips in remembering how to be loving plus honest mm-hmm. yeah. conversations with their friends I think 
First off, I think there is wisdom in making sure that you have a safe place. I wouldn't suggest for everyone to just go out and start showing their scars to everybody, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Um, but I think that you can feel when people are safe. And I think time, like, and I mean, maybe that's hard for some people. Some people might be listening and they're like, I don't really have that. But you can find it and it's never too late to find it. And you can build it. Like my friendships didn't just happen. We worked for them. And when I say we worked for them, we fought, we've yelled, we've you know, we've done all the things that you do in friendships if you really want it to work because it is a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of the times people look at friendships as like, well, I can just keep it pushing. Like, I don't need this. And it, I just have taken a different approach. I really do think that you fight for friendships if you want to have longevity in them. So I, first of all, I trust my friends. So I think you have to find people that you trust and that are a safe place. But I think that, Part of what helps is just, first off, if you're not honest with people, you're alone in it. Mm, it's that's like, so true. Okay, girl. It's like, I don't want to feel alone, first off. So you do it for yourself. Because it's like, the second that I talk about something, really people, it gives people an opportunity to be there for me, to affirm me, to help me shut down the lies. Some of it's not true and it's just in my head. Um, so I think first off, you got to do it for you. You got to have a safe place. You got to do it for you. And then I think finding people who are willing to do it back, because mm-hmm. that's the biggest way to do trust. It's weird if I'm the only one showing you everything that's happening, but you're not doing the same thing back. And I think me and all my friends were very open about that. And like, when you know somebody, you know, when they're struggling. So even if I feel like my friends like wanting to hide this thing, I'm gonna be like, Hey, I see this. Mm. tell me what's going on because I have your back and so there are times where it's harder um but I think for us it hasn't been as hard because we needed it like I need y'all to know what's going on I need to be able to talk to somebody but I think vulnerability and doing it with the right people and you can't let hurt like if people have hurt you in the past you can't let that kill you every time or else you're just gonna end up being bitter and being silent for the rest of your life Oh, that's so true. That is so true. So I'm also curious, you know, I know that you've been on, on the road a lot over the course yeah. of the last few years. How have you maintained those friendships and that such a close bond with your, with your inner circle? You know, my friends have the biggest fear of being groupies. They do not want to be groupies. <laughs> they're like, when we're out on the road, we are not groupies. We are here to be with our friend, but we are not groupies. That's amazing. <laughs> but we... I mean, in a really practical sense, like we just picked the weekends that are going to be fun. Like um, we did a show in LA and the girls came out, um, you know, they saved their money, bought their plane ticket and, you know, we just make it work. Like we go to shows and then we'll have two days off and have fun. And so they come out on the road a good bit and we make it like fun girls trips, but also like when I'm home. So even like coming off tour, I mentally prepare a lot because the emotional thing that it does to you can be really tough. And so we plan ahead of time. Like when I come off tour, they stayed at my house for like a week after just to help me settle into being home because that transition is really hard. You go from sleeping on a bus with 12 people to sleeping in a room by yourself. Mm. It's weird. Um, So they've also like just been there so you know when we we plan stuff like when I come home y'all are gonna move me for five days and then we'll slowly transition me out so I mean I think just communication and really making plans we look at calendars and 
make sure that they're going to have time to come out or I'm going to have time to be home with them. Just make it work. And they can do my home. Yeah, it's work. It's like a relationship. Like, yes, you got to, if you want it, you got to make it work. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And that intentionality of just like getting it on a calendar. Yes. And and I know so many of our listeners are like off at school or mm-hmm. have moved due to a new yeah. job. And like intentional outreach. And I know intentional is a word that's thrown around all the time. No, but, but it's, it's true. Legit true. Yeah. And the flip side is like, they have a lot of grace for me too. Like if I don't text them back, they're not mad at me. Or like if I am gone for two months, they they get it. It's like having people around you who understand. Yes. That that that's what friendship is. And it's, you know, God never meant for us to be alone. And so yeah. I mean, fa- family is is so important, but having your tribe is so important. I love that that's been so important to you. How oh, yeah. have, you know, how have your friends also encouraged you in like your spiritual life, like in your faith life and your relationship with God? Yeah, I think, I think one thing, like, it goes back to that grounding thing I was talking about. Mm -hmm. They can see, like, I would be lying if I haven't had moments where some of the stuff gets in your head, like gets to your head. You know, it's just, it is what it is. But I think that they, it's just that check-in and that reminder of remember what matters and like, remember why you do this. And it's having that same thing. It's like the vulnerability part where they know that if they do that, I'm not going to be mad at them. I've given them that access to my life. Um, And church is a big part of my spiritual like walk too. When I'm not on the road, I'm at church always. It matters to me. I think it's what helps sustain me. Um, My grandparents are my pastors, but I also have pastors in California that are my accountability. And so I've leaned on them heavily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. girl what is it what does that look like to build that vulnerable relationship with your grandparents and I asked this question as a person that I was never I only had one living grandparent and so when yeah. you were like my grandma I'm like that is a blessing that you can <laughs> have yeah. like a relationship let alone one where you know one that's so close yeah um so well first I grew up down the hill from my grandparents so they're Shut up the hill from me um But when I was younger and my parents went through a divorce, part of my story is like, I found out I had two half sisters when I was 13. And so there's just a lot of emotions for a 13 year old to process. Like parents, you get a divorce, you've got new siblings. And I made a lot of matter of fact statements at that time in my life. Um, And they refused to let me become bitter and they refused to see me not have my dad in my life, just all these things that I wanted. And so I would say that that vulnerability thing really happened out of their like desire and refusal to let me just like crumble. Mm-hmm. Like they refused, like it wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to let that happen to me. So back then, I mean, I can remember conversations where I'm like screaming and crying, like, you know, just be honest, like, I don't want anything to do with my dad. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And they allowed me to do that which I think has you have to let people process yes then they helped me like navigate things just as simple as like do you really not want to have your dad in your life for the rest of your life it's like those conversations that built the relationship that I have with them today we've been through stuff like Mm -hmm. and 
they, I think that they always saw in me what I'm doing now, even when I didn't see it in myself. And that was what like drove them to make sure that I didn't make premature decisions and a 13 year old shouldn't be making decisions like that anyway. So that is why we're so close because they really fought for me. They helped me so much and just see different perspective. And they also allowed me to be angry, to be upset. They just, they were that safe place for me always. Oh, that's so good. That's a huge blessing too, like for real. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Cause that's not everyone's story. So let me just no. say like, I'm grateful. They aren't, they saved my life. Like if it was not for my grandparents, I truly don't know what I would have done. Praise God. Yeah. That's yeah. such a blessing. Well, girl, what a great game of hopscotch we're playing with our questions. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Y'all, before we started recording, we were like, okay, Lizzie, like if we go on a rabbit trail, like, <laughs> like if the Holy Spirit's leading us somewhere, we're just going to go. And we, we've been everywhere. We've yep. been all around the rabbit we trail. Have. But going back onto the map, I guess. I yeah, 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 let's do it. Yeah. Like, would you think we've been doing this for three years? No. Like, no, but I love it. It feels natural. It's chill. It's I like it that's that's the goal that's so nice and i'm super deep so i'm sorry i'm like down in the river right now don't even apologize girl stop no we we need no introduction to our deep feelings like i told you enneagram four here like we just (laughs) we can dive right on into the deep end of the pool and be just fine that's that's where we camp out most of the time time. i love it yeah like i'll call liz during the work day like we're just Mm -hmm. both in office day and be like hey what do you think the purpose of prayer is? And she's like, <laughs> and she answers, like, we're both at work. Yeah. So, like, just a theological question in the middle of the day. Like, I'm just wondering, I'm struggling through this in my brain right now. And yeah, it's processing. And we work it out. It. So, but anyway, so you're in this season of seeing literally like fruit come out of your work come out of dreams and uncertainty yeah so what do you think are the greatest gifts that you're seeing right now from this season that you're in mm-hmm. uh I laugh because my answer is <laughs> sorry um, no, I'll, say, I'll say the good stuff first I feel like I really have learned that God really does care about like your dreams he really does care about that like I just feel so seen by him like I remember being young and I used to have so much fear about if I couldn't do music what am I gonna do like it was just my life was gonna be over and it was this fear that like God wasn't gonna make a way for it to happen mm-hmm. and so like I truly like when I leave worship and I'm like I'm a testimony like I mean it from my gut like he makes dreams come true and he cares about what you care about And so I would say that's been one of the biggest gifts is that my faith in what God can do is stronger than it's ever been before. Cause I feel like I'm living in prayers prayed. Like he really did make it happen. Um, I think the other gift is also like a sad thing, but I just feel like part of the downfall that I feel like people don't talk about is that when you have those mountaintop moments where you're like this is what I prayed for this is what I wanted how unfulfilling it is Mm. and I think that people don't really prepare you for that like with the Mav stuff and touring like I'm so grateful and if I didn't get that opportunity I'd probably be so sad and it's been beautiful but it's also shown me like it's just really not 
fulfilling. If you're looking for that to fill you up, it's not, which is a gift in the sense of I'm really grateful at a young age that I'm learning, like getting married is not going to fulfill me. Mm. Like having so much money in my bank account is not going to fulfill me. Like, I'm glad that I know now, like I have to figure out how to be content with literally Jesus and Jesus alone. And I think it helps me like not have all these ideas in my head. Like once I do this, I'm going to be happy. Or once I do this, I'm going to be happy. Like, I don't think that contentment in anything else exists. Like contentment is Jesus. It is. Um, And I feel like I'm learning that lesson really young. And I'm glad I'm not learning that at 40 years old, you know? Mm -hmm. Chills down my back. That's kind of helps. That's a word for somebody. Yes. because I get tired of the rat race of like we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. like when you get out of high school where are you going to college oh my god you graduate college all my graduation day somebody said are you going to get your master's and I'm like <laughs> pause get away from me get behind me Satan please oh my gosh like <laughs> and then you get married when you have a baby oh you know, my god, have, yes. have one child I don't have, we both don't have children but my friends say immediately, like people visiting the hospital, when are you going to have another one? Are you thinking about it? And they're like, whoa, I just birthed this one. But we're in this like fast yes. track. And yeah. I don't know if it's it's the world that we live in, if it's a yeah. culture and mm-hmm. society, but it's like nothing is enough. 100%. But praise God, like, because I do feel like my heart is a vacuum sometimes. Like, it's just like, sucking up whatever and it just never stops like the ones that those free car wash vacuums that <laughs> yeah. the vacuums are just yeah. on all the time yeah um but but how honestly the word that comes to mind is refreshing like it's a breath mm-hmm. of fresh air yeah. to hear firsthand from someone whose huge dreams like came true like your dreams are coming to fruition right. in your life and still jesus is the only thing oh. it, I mean, it was honestly, it was kind of a sad moment at first. Yeah. Because I'm like, wait, this is supposed to be everything. Like, I'm supposed to be on cloud nine right now. Yeah. So you're sad about it at first. But then the the flip side is like, it takes the pressure off because it's like, oh, all these things don't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, they actually don't matter. And they're not going to be fulfilling. And so then I go like the practical side of me goes very much like, okay, how am I actually going to be content with Jesus? And honestly, like when you ask what season I'm in, I'm on that journey right now. Like, how do I just be completely consumed, obsessed and content with Jesus? And it is not as easy as people make it out to be. If I'm just being real, like it's a journey to figure it out, you know? Yeah. Girl, I'm like, I'm, how have how have you continued to grow your relationship with the Lord through through the changes, the highs and the lows? I can only imagine, like even just the last year of your life, like you've experienced so many different things. You know, how's God been that constant for you? Yeah, for me, like personally, I think one thing is like getting a mic out of my hand. I gotta find a place where I'm not the one always leading. I think that's been important for me in this season. Um, I just went to the Binion's conference and it was like one of the best things I could have done for myself just to go be there and receive. But like, I think another thing that's hard is like when you, another part of the mountaintop moments thing is like, you're not as desperate. Like Mm -hmm. when things start getting good, you lose that thing that you have when you're a kid that it's like, 
I am desperate for God. And so I'm constantly trying to figure out how to remain desperate for the Lord. Like, and it is hard. Like it really is because life is busy. Good things are happening. And I think when life is good, nobody talks about the fact that like when life is good, it gets really hard because you're, yes. the need is not there as much. Well, you think it's not there as much. Is right, there. Right, right. Um, and so I think that's a huge part of where I'm at right now is just trying to figure out how to be desperate without having to have my life fall apart. Part of my prayer is like, I'm like, God, please don't make my life fall apart for me to be closer. Help me figure this out when life is good. That is so real. I was like, that is such an honest prayer. <laughs> it is like, cause I'm like, God, I don't want something bad to happen for me to want you. Yes. Because I do think about the last time that I was so close to God and not that I don't feel him and yeah. with him now, like that's not the case Right. But to where it was all, it's almost like my existence and, and participating in day-to-day <laughs> activities was fully dependent. I was like, if yeah. I'm not in the word, I cannot function today. And that's not so yeah. holy. Y'all, y'all know I'm not holy. So I'm like, seriously, Lord, if, if I could just get to that point and crap not hit the face yeah, for real that's gonna yeah. be fabulous a hundred percent like even when you read scripture like it was the people whose lives were a mess that were so upset like you look at David he's like that's a man after Absolutely. God's heart yes. like but his life was a mess and I feel like that's part of the reason he was so obsessed with God because he needed yeah. him so bad and so like I really am on this thing where like okay if life is good how do I need God all the time like how do you do that? Um, yeah. it, it's hard. Like I remember when my parents were going through a divorce, that was the closest I ever was. Cause yeah. I was like constantly pleading like with the Lord for him to have like healing in their marriage. It didn't work out that way, but I remember that season, how close I was to him. So yeah, it really is like, it's a hard thing that you're trying to figure out really. Well, the next question was what's been challenging to you in this season. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just check that off the list yeah um but something that's coming to my heart too is is just like and and like we never like preach on the podcast Mm -hmm. yeah but something that because I I feel that I'm in the same boat as you but in my own way yeah yeah my life and um like everything is fine and and that I'm like knocking on wood like yeah you're (laughs) like like, scared to say it you're waiting for the ceiling to fall out or something (laughs) but like you know, people are like, how are you? And I'm like, everything is, is good. Like, I, and I mean it, everything is good. But you know, when I, when I turn it off myself and like, look outwardly mm-hmm. to the world and to my friends of mine and, and my community yeah. that is like literally broken, it, it really does help me for real see the need for God and how mm-hmm. can even in my good days, see the collective need for God just that's incredible perspective like that's just something that I've been feeling like literally the past like three days so it's really strange that we're talking about even for me like I'm like man that helps me because I really am I'm on a journey of figuring it out and I feel like that's so true like you know pleading for other people like praying to God for other people will help you keep that desperation that's incredible perspective Girl, it's the Lord. It, like I said, I'm not holy, but you know, we're out here trying. <laughs> it's like perspective, is everything. perspective truly is everything. Like 
recognize, you know, I, I'm going to tell a funny story about my dad. Please do. And so I was, stories. I was in college and, um, I was driving, I hit a curb, got a flat tire immediately. What do I do? I went to college three and a half hours away from my, from where I'm from. I called my parents. They're together. I, and he, my dad's like, so what do you want me to do about it? I was like, I don't know, but I just need you to do something. <laughs> it was, it was that moment that I realized, you know, in, in the times of great triumphs and in the lows and the unexpected moments that you always revert back. Mm, and, that's so true. Yeah. You know, it was really was, he was like, kind of like, you got to figure it out. And I was like, kind of panicking. And you don't realize how prepared you are for those unexpected moments Man. until they come up and you start putting into action what you've been practicing through like, whether that be through prayer or like, you're like, I'm gonna praise my way through it because I praise my way through other things. Right. Yeah. And like sometimes we, so we forget that we were on a practice round thinking we're in yeah. <laughs> Girl, ain't that the truth. Yes. <laughs> ain't that the truth. So that kind of like, like perfectly leads into how has the Lord been evident to you in this season? Because this, this is my favorite question to ask people because God shows up in different people's lives in such different ways. And every time it builds my faith and I know it builds the faith of our, our listeners too. Yeah. I mean, I think a little bit of what I touched on earlier, just like when you're walking in those, those God dreams, like it really is it's the thing that's speaking to me the most through him right now. Like I just, when you start having like those prayers that you prayed at a young age actually happening and you know, for a fact, like that's the specific thing I prayed for. Like that is where God is just truly like, he's blowing me away. Honestly, I feel like that's the biggest thing, but also just like navigating First of all, nobody talks about navigating your 20s. How hard? No, girl, this is why we're doing this season. Yeah, yeah, it it is so important. And I feel like the way that God has been like super gracious, he has protected me. He has helped me make decisions. I feel like part of my process right now is I'm making really big decisions, really hard decisions. And he's just been very gracious to help me. There was one decision that I had to make a while back that I was so like nervous about. I really was just freaking out. Like, is this the right decision? And I felt like the Lord was calling me to do this. And honestly, I didn't want to make this decision because there was a lot of risk involved. And fast forward a month later, like I just looked at my manager and I said, I'm so glad I made that decision. That was the best decision I ever made. And so I feel like he is just like a Affirming me he's showing me that like dreams come true I just feel like the Lord you know when he's moving in your life and I feel that right now one question that makes that comes to my mind you know through again through the various seasons and especially when your life has been physically just mobile you know yeah. so much yeah where do you find or what does a piece of the Lord feel like to you because I always say follow the peace and that's how you know you're making yeah, the, right the right decision, decision. what does that feel like to you Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm thinking because it's, it's a hard, it's funny. Someone literally was just telling me last night, like, I was like, you know, I have more hard decisions to make in my past. Yeah. Like you got to follow the peace of God. Um, and I think for me, it's been shutting out the other voices and the noise mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like God is like trying to lead you somewhere and it seems peaceful, but you have all these voices in your head that like, 
it can get confusing. Just like the reality of it is like God's telling you this thing and then your mom and dad are telling you another thing and you're so confused about what you're supposed to be doing. And so I think part of my process has been like turning off my phone, being by myself. Like I have to literally make everything shut up for a second and try to figure out what he's saying. And so I think that that's been a huge part because a lot of the time I feel like he's speaking, but I'm just missing it because my life's so busy. Um, and so I feel like the peace of God, like it really is that gut feeling, mm. you know, it's, you know, when you have peace about something, I just think sometimes we try to convince ourselves that what we want is the peaceful thing. And even like shutting that up, you know what I yeah. mean? Even like, toes, I was like, girl, really. don't come stepping on nobody's toes. Well, like, no, warning. No, I'm so glad you did. <laughs> but no, dude, like, gosh. honestly, even like in dating, there have been guys, I can remember when I was younger, where I was like, this is it. This is it. This is it. And I'm constantly anxious over it. And I'm like, but this is it. This is it. And I actually remember dating somebody when I was on tour with Lauren and Lauren pulled me aside and she said, hey, that feeling is not just your anxiety. That is the Holy Spirit telling you that that ain't it. Oh, and I was like, she a good I was, look, she's not gonna be mad at me, but I was mad at her about it at the yes, moment. Yes. But like, it's the truth. Like, you can't always let, like, you can't be so practical and so in the natural that you don't pay attention to what God's doing. Maybe it's not your anxiety. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit saying, Good. that ain't it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I pay attention to the way my body feels about things. Yes. That's I really do. And that is such a gift too, because I'm so bad personally. And I know you mentioned like, if your mom and dad are telling you to do one thing, yeah. your friends are telling you to do one thing, that instant validation of me pleasing a friend's advice or my family's yes. advice, that feels so good to me. But <laughs> that knowing in your spirit where the Lord is like, nope, that's not what I'm telling you to do. Right. Like, it is so easy to, it's easy to ignore it, but like, it's going to come back. Like, it's that feel when God is working on you, it's literally the best and worst thing ever. Like yes, it, is. <laughs> it is the best and worst thing ever because I, it's so easy when someone's like, yes, I feel like that's the decision you can make. And you have that physical person right in front of you, mm-hmm. like rooting you on in that decision. That feels good to me. Yeah. But I'll tell you what feels bad to me is when I get home and I'm laying in bed and I'm like, I know the Lord is talking <laughs> to something else. Like I know he is. Right. Right. So I, I'm so glad you touched on that because mm-hmm. that, that is so real. And, uh, I think that there's a huge difference between the peace of God that we're feeling through the Holy spirit that we, that's ushering us towards something like that loving conviction yeah. that sometimes doesn't feel so loving, but it definitely is. Um, and then me just wanting like my own comfort and peace, yep. like the two completely different things 100%. Um, in my experience. That's so true. And I know we've talked about this before. It's just like, I already know. I'm like, if I'm trying to justify it, that ain't the right one. <laughs> And I'm like, that's how I know. And I'm like, well, you got to act accordingly. And just there are rewards and consequences for every decision. And like, it's one of those things. I'm like, wisdom comes from obedience. So what you going to choose? That's like, that's me to me. And it's like, "Mm." okay, Holy Spirit. So this is great. I'm really scared. We're going to do your thing. We out here. Yes. And if I would have known that when I was 18, it would have saved me so much heartache, like so much pain, like. I think that you just sometimes you get so obsessed with what you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't realize what it's going to cost you. That is the truth. That's a, that is a word. So one of our uh, last questions for you yeah. uh, is what advice would you give to someone that's about to enter in 
to this season that you're in currently <clears throat> excuse me oh gosh um advice I would say time flies you really should enjoy it like yeah. life is so fun and crazy and like it really is beautiful and I just I know I touched on it earlier but I really do wish I would have enjoyed like my journey more like that's part of where I'm at right now just truly enjoying where God has me right now not worrying too much about what I have for myself in mind um I'm really learning to enjoy it and I would say you need people you need real people that can hold you accountable and that love you for you not for what you have not for your gifts you need people that are going to be there when everything else fades away because the truth of the matter is like, I just feel like in, in the society that we live in one day, everyone's clapping for you. And the next day it's silence. Mm, and yeah. it's important to have people that know you and love you for you. They don't care about anything else. They don't need you. Um, I just, I can't imagine not having that in my life right now. So I would say, enjoy the journey, steward what is in front of you really, really well and have good people in your life. That is fantastic advice, and I find it so interesting. You're our third interview, fourth interview of yeah. our mentorship series that we're doing, yeah. and three out of four people, that has been their advice to not rush the season that you're in, and like, y'all don't know each other, like, you've never heard <laughs> yeah. each other talk, yeah. you know what I mean, and um, I, I think that there's a word, like, there's obviously a word that God is wanting to repeat through this series, yeah. <laughs> and that's not uh, letting it rush by yeah yeah there are gifts in every season i'm like don't don't miss them yeah that's so true one of the one of my favorite questions this is a fun question that yeah, i that i asked everybody um is if you okay. had to sum up this season as a seasoning you know i love to cook girl if you had to sum okay. it up as a seasoning what seasoning would this season be hmm. <laughs> i don't cook so this is hard but um What's the green one that's Louisiana and it's like Cajun? Tony's. Tony's. That's girl, a good season. Girl, you, it's I know the you know best seasoning. <laughs> that is a good seasoning. Why didn't you pick that one? Because it's the only thing I use. <laughs> it was either going to be that or lemon pepper. I only have two seasonings in my head. Girl, it's, those are both really good. That's really about all you need, honestly. Other than salt <laughs> and pepper. Wrong. Yes. True, true. true. No, we love some Tony Sacheries around here. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Put it on everything. Girl, yes. Do you have anything else that you would like to add, or are we good? No, thank you. I'm so grateful. This was so fun. Oh my gosh, we are we are beyond honored to have you. We um are just so like I literally just met you. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) And you had such a word for us today. So I. I appreciate the wisdom more than you know, and I know that our people do too. And thank you for bearing with the phone ringing. Oh, thank you for letting me do it. I know I talk a lot. I can ramble. Honey, but do not apologize. I, this is the podcast. That's what it's that's what it's here for. Okay. You are in excellent company. Okay. So we could I love been, it. Like if huh? we didn't have a clock, we just keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that y'all are doing this. I think it's important. I really do. I think it really, really is. So I'm glad I was able to do it. It was fun. 
yes, you're welcome, Painless. Tom. We okay. love having, um, it's been such a blessing because we've been doing the podcast long enough now that some of the guests that came on our first season have like followed up with Aww. what we were doing in their life. Um, like a really good friend of ours that is a jewelry maker here in Nashville. Yeah. She came on, shared her story um, with infertility. Now mm-hmm. she has a one-year-old son. Like, it, wow. I mean, it, it's just been amazing to see how time does tell yeah god's story and people so that's so true we're saying for you and we're, we are rooting for you <clears throat> yes girl as fellow boss babes but also sisters in christ just the, that you keep Love telling it. your story and, and glorifying god through it thank you yeah and we'll put where can our followers find you of course we know where to find you because okay. we know you, but where where can our followers find you um on instagram is where i'm mainly at it's lizzie underscore viv but that's where i really live i have tiktok but i hate it <laughs> you know i'm just an instagram girly i really am but my manager would probably be mad at me for not saying tiktok they love tiktok <laughs> oh i know and and i do have a full-blown tiktok addition uh, addiction myself so you I'm do following yes i but like creating content it gets tiring sometimes so i'm with it you really does it really does i have not don't you have a new youtube channel yeah oh yeah i vlog now too so it's lizzie morgan on there yeah which has been fun we'll go subscribe right now yeah (laughs) i post a video about once every two months but that's just fine hey but no it's really fun yeah thank you guys so much for real oh my gosh thank are you kidding thank you like oh my gosh thank you for your time and for your wisdom we we appreciate it more than you know thank you for real We'll love to do it again one day. Okay, girl. We'll we'll take you up on that. Our people get with your people. All right. our people, that's us. So you know, <laughs> I mean? like we are. The I people. love it. We are the people. We are the people. Yes. <laughs> well, chosen girl, fam. That's it for this episode. We're so thankful that Lizzie joined us. We hope that you'll join us again next Tuesday, right back here on the Tell Me About It podcast. Yep, another interview. That's it. We'll see y'all then. All right. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.